Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. She is an independent journalist. You see her on television all the time, doing an incredible job. My friend, Sarah Carter. Sarah, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, I'm good. I'm I'm awake still, so you got me <laughs> awake still. I've been, you know, in Ohio, yeah. in East Palestine, and uh, with the residents there, and covering the story the last three days that I've been down there. It's just been a very intense, and uh, I, I it was an emotional roller coaster, honestly, Joe. Well, well, the the thing is, well, a couple of things. Thank you for jumping in the chair. I know that it's been a very, very long twenty four hours for you, and the reports you've been doing from East Palestine have been amazing. Um, I've got to ask you right up front. Just give me the pulse of the residents there, because they're literally being told by DeWine, the, the, the governor who, I don't know why he got reelected, but the governor who says, sure, go back home, just don't drink the water. And then we've got dead animals everywhere. You're safe to breathe the air that's killing all the animals, I would suppose. Just don't drink the water, you'll be fine. What is their reaction to that? It's got to be horrible. It, it is, actually. Nobody trusts the government. They don't trust what anyone is saying to them, and they shouldn't. Uh, there is deep concern. Look, it's, it was February 3rd, the, the night of the derailment, and the people that were directly at ground zero, these are the homes that I visited where the train carts were literally almost in their backyards. And that's how close they wow. were to this incident. Have not had one person from the railroad stop by their home, have had no one come in and test the soil of, on their ground. They still have not had their homes cleaned on the outside. Um, I've heard different stories. There was one woman who was talking uh, at the town hall meeting last night, and she did say she did get in touch with um, Norfolk Southern Railroad and that they would be taking care of her home. But every single person that I spoke to in that direct impact area has not even been approached by the railroad company. and. It, it, frankly, and I'm and I'm not here. I'm not here to disparage or yeah. you know anyone. Or a, a, this is a very very difficult time. But now we're seeing reports, you know. And uh, by the way, last night Joe at the meeting at the town hall, uh, the railroad company had only an attorney there, several attorneys, but did not come wow. to 
and say, you know, hey, folks, we're we're so sorry about what happened. Um, you brought up the dead animals. I saw it with my own eyes. I went down to a stream in uh, just right there in East Palestine uh, with one of the uh, residents. And they said, hey, come on, I want to show you what's going on here. We went up 170, which is a highway going up into the hills. And we pulled over about two miles down from where, or about two and a half miles down from where the, the meeting took place last night. And we moved over to the side of the stream, this creek that runs through, and all the fish in there were dead. There was a frog that was dead. You know what stunned me the most was that there was nothing alive in that river. I was looking because I was saying to myself, well, if this washed down from like several weeks ago, which it couldn't have because right. the fish were still, you know, the fish were, were hadn't deteriorated yet. So, and the frog had not deteriorated yet. So I was looking at animals that had just either recently died or had come down and had, had died upstream and had been washed down, but there were no fish. There were no fish swimming about. There was nothing there. And he said, look, you know, I have a well system. I have children. My home, we bought it 18 years ago. We never plan on selling. This is the home I'm going to die in. But now I've got fish in the well. This is the stream of water that goes to my well that my family drinks and that we take showers in. And they're telling us that this is okay when the fish are dead and when there's a, you know, the animals are dead in this stream, in this water stream. So, you know, you can only imagine what these families are going through. These are hardworking American families. Uh, they, they, they have no one to listen to them. They say they feel abandoned uh, and they don't have the money. To fight well, I want to I want to go there, and it's Sarah Carter. Go to sarahacarter.com, and her first name is uh, without the H, S-A-R-A-A, carter.com. Um, a couple of things here. Number one, they were saying if you're within a, a mile, uh, then you should not go back, or if you're, if you're within two miles, you can go back, something like that. I, I, the geography of it, Sarah, confuses me because they've been very, very unclear about what people should do. But you're saying you're two miles away, and you're seeing dead animals, dead fish. Is right. any, simple question. Is anybody testing the water? Is anybody testing the soil? Is anybody testing the air to make sure people can breathe it, drink it, and, and, and walk on it? Well, this is what I don't understand is the confusion because I felt as confused as you feel. And I was down there and all the families felt the same confusion, Joe. For example, um, one of the homes that I visited, a woman named Shelby and her son, uh, they were right at ground zero. So the impact was right there. Her 12-year-old son, uh, Jet, told me, you know, I could hear the explosion, the blinding light. I was sitting in my living room. I thought the train was going to roll into our house. Wow. Uh, he was so terrified. And they were breathing in all of those fumes. And she she told me emphatically, and I could see the, um, the teams behind her house. This is two weeks later. Two weeks later, they have hazardous written on some of these train carts. Now, mind you, the railway had opened up the the railroad system they had fixed it they had fixed the the tracks they moved everything off the tracks they were practically in the neighbors yards and they were in the neighbors yards um and and then you could hear the trains zipping back and forth while i'm conducting this interview and these folks have just you know experienced what probably is the most traumatic experience that they've had in their life she's saying i don't know if 
if I can even really be in my house and I'm in it. Uh, I don't know if this is damaging my child. She had taken all of the toys in the backyard and she had taken the bicycles and everything. They had piled them up. They were going to take them to have them recycled. Um, and these are the people in ground zero. Right. Now, at first they said one mile out. And then it was like, no, maybe two miles out. And then it was like, well, maybe we should have looked at five miles out. What on and earth? And saying, wait a minute, you know, the water is okay. You can drink it now. But wait a minute, we were showering with it a week ago. Was it okay then? Is it okay now? And this is interesting. And I'm going to be sharing it with you on your show first. But there was actually a document that uh, was shared with me at the town hall meeting. A resident had brought it. It was an EPA document uh, from 2019 that basically stipulated that the wells in the area of East Palestine, the the wells that some of the families were using, were highly susceptible to contamination in 2019. My God. So this resident walked up with these documents, which by the way, the documents were EPA documents, walked up to, you know, then it wasn't, he didn't do it in front of everybody. He tried to get the attention of the mayor and some other folks and said, hey, look, I've got this document here. It's from the EPA. And it's showing that in 2019, the Environmental Protection Agency said that our wells were susceptible to contamination because we don't have enough clay to 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 stop the impurities from coming into our wells. So now he's wondering why are they saying that it's safe? Why are they saying that it's okay now? Uh, you know, he doesn't have any he's not getting any answers. So I really think that this is a this is a catastrophe. I don't even think we're going to know the extent of this problem, Joe, until much later and that's what a lot of the residents are worried about. A lot of them are worried about the secondary tertiary right. effects of the toxic contamination, you know, am I going to wake up 10 years from now and find out that I have, that I live in a cancer cluster? Am well, I going to be- and, and the stuff that was on those rail cars, Terry, you know this very well. You were there. We know that, that, that it's all carcinogens. They all cause cancer. And when you blow it up, you make it even worse. Now it's in the air and it's everywhere else. Let me ask you this. It's Sarah Carter. Go to sarahacarter.com. You see her on television all the time. Great independent journalist. Follow her uh, all over the place on social media as well. Uh, l- let me ask you this. You've got a situation that we could have predicted could happen at some point. We don't want it to, but it could happen. What does the DOT say the protocol is? What does the EPA say the protocol is? The protocol can't be kill all the animals and tell people <laughs> to drink bottled water. That's, that's kind of stupid. So what, what, what you- is the protocol let's blow it up? In front of, in the middle of a neighborhood, really? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. There had to have been. Well, this is what I was told: that had they not done the controlled explosions from cart to cart with the vinyl chloride and all of the other chemicals yeah. that were there, it would have, it could have. I'm not going to say it would have because I'm not a chemist, but they say it could have, it could have created an explosion that was so powerful that it would have sent the shrapnel like they wouldn't have you know like when you try to control a fire that's out of control you're yeah. you set more fires right because you're going to try to control that fire you're going to try to 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 make it manageable on your terms not on the fire's terms so that's kind of what they did with this they did a controlled burn but you look at those plumes yeah it doesn't look those, very controlled to me that's what i was going to say it doesn't look 
I'm like, I'm thinking it looks like a little nuclear bomb. Yes, I don't know if you does. saw the pictures, but I, I saw those. And I'm just like, it's crazy. This is this huge cloud. You have children, you have people in this community and you have a, by the way, right now, and it's on CBS news, you got to give credit where credit is due. They actually got some documentation, um, that, and they've been reporting on this. And so this is still alleged, but they have sources. I have not been able to independently verify this, but they are reporting that the, uh, that the people with, um, Norfolk Southern railroad employees were complaining about this, uh, that the, carts um had been over capacity so these train carts were over capacity that they knew um weeks before this accident maybe a month before this accident that there was a problem with wow. this rail system so but this is where i worry look i i'm going to be totally honest with you about this because it just drives me nuts and i i don't want to speak on behalf and the reason i'm saying it this way is i don't really want to talk for the people of this community but yeah. i'm going to tell you what they said to me they feel, and I would feel the same way, that they don't know what to do. They don't know who to trust. Do we trust the lawyers that are coming into our town telling us to, you know, do this class action lawsuit? Or do we trust the fact that the government is going to tell us the truth? We don't have the money. Everyone said to me, you know, we don't have the money to fight these guys. This is Norfolk you know, Southern Railroad, these people have more money than God. They were getting the trains running again, you know, as soon as they cleared the track, they didn't even clean our houses. What you said in the very beginning of the interview is something that I don't think most people watching and listening understand. We're, we're just seeing the pictures and the video of this big plume, this big so-called controlled burn, but right. it's right next to somebody's house. Like they can walk Literally. outside and watch the controlled burn overhead and their 12 year old son or their, or their, their dog, you know, might, might suffer. They're, something is going on there and the people are getting the shaft. And here, here's the bigger issue as well. This isn't a wealthy area. I'm not going to say they're poor people, but it's not wealthy. I was talking to my wife last night. I said, you know, if this happened here, we'd be in Florida at a hotel somewhere, waiting it out, trying to figure out when we can go back. These people literally can't get up and just go to a hotel, you know, 100 miles away and be safe. They are in their homes that they're spending all their money on, that they're working their hearts out to, to own and have the American dream. And this billions and billions of dollars company, this Norfolk Railroad, doesn't seem to care. So where do they turn? They can't turn to Buttigieg. He blames Trump. You can't turn to, to Biden. He doesn't seem to even know that it's happening. You can't turn to the EPA. They're worried about uh, whether they're going to be banning gas stoves. So what, do, what exactly do they do, Sarah? I mean, what's the best advice, knowing that you spoke with them and heard all this anecdotal information? Wh where are they going to turn? Can they even leave? No, a lot of them can't. And many of them are afraid if they... If they settle or if they take a check, uh, some of the families got a thousand dollar check and they said there were no strings attached. Yeah. Uh, and that came directly from the railroad, you know, if they, to cover any costs of like going to a hotel. But, but I've also, I've also heard that, that the railroad is sending out representatives have, trying to get people to sign things. So they're getting thousand dollar checks and they're not signing anything. I hope they're not signing yeah, so anything. Yeah, I hope they're not signing. And that's what I asked. I said, you're not signing. They said, well, no, no, I took it to my lawyer. And I said, well, who's your lawyer? Well, these folks that have come into town and we don't even know if we should trust them either. So They can be connected to the railroad. I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you don't have any resources there. And I think what was even more astonishing, you know, when something like that happens, you know, or even, even in our own lives when 
we, you know, you get in a, a car wreck. Let's yeah. just give that as an example. Maybe it's your fault or yeah. whatever. And you, you rear end someone because of whatever reason. Um, you, a normal, decent human being would immediately get out of the car and say, I'm so sorry. Right. Are you okay? Is everyone okay? Don't worry. I've got insurance. What, what do we need to do? We'll make it Let's, right. Yeah, we'll make it right. Let's make it right. What astonished me was that the railroad president um, allegedly came on. <laughs> he did. He came on television today or issued a statement saying that they were concerned about sending representatives to this town hall meeting because they were worried for their life. Oh, stop it. So not because of the plumes of smoke. I think they, that he was worried about his employees getting targeted by the people in this community who, by the way, showed up at the meeting with their babies, picking up food that had been donated, diapers. There was top ramens. It's like regular America, right? Yeah. You know, you're going to bring in, you're going to get your mac and cheese, your top ramens, your baby milk, your people were coming in and they were dropping off water bottles and uh, things for children. This is like everyday America. You know, these are like the the grit, the hardworking men and women. They are my mom and dad. Yeah. You know, these aren't people that want to harm anyone. They weren't screaming at yeah, anyone. They weren't showing up to beat anybody up. They just want some answers, Sarah, and they're yeah. not getting any answers. And, and if the, the company, let's say the company, um, my, my choice, my opinion, not yours, the company sucks and they're all worthless. Okay. Let's, let's say that they're just about month, about, about money, nothing else. Shouldn't they be able to turn to DeWine and get some direction? Shouldn't they be able to turn to Buttigieg, get some direction, or Biden? Shouldn't the government that we fund and finance, shouldn't they, first and foremost, be looking out for our safety? And they're not. Well, you would think so, except that uh, our great Department of Transportation secretary uh, put all the blame on President Trump. Which made no sense. Which made no sense because it wasn't even a policy that he was talking about that existed under Trump. It happened right. actually before Trump. So I, I, it was just the craziest off the cuff every time this administration has an issue, which is every day yeah. and every month and every year um, that they've been there in office. They blame President Trump. It's like they can't. They can't just accept responsibility or just stand up and say, you know, this is this is a situation we need to take care of these poor people. Right. Let's go out there. Let's figure out what we need to do to make life better for them. Um, I really pray. I told them, you know, document everything. I mean, I'm a journalist and, you know, I'm a, com a commentator now and a, I, I would consider myself more of an investigative columnist. Right. But I said, document everything. Take pictures of everything. The guy's cleaning up and dropping gravel uh, over there. Take a picture of that. Take a picture of the fact that that poor worker hasn't even been given a hazmat suit and he's walking through that water right. and he's, you know, cleaning up dead fish. Uh, make sure that you save some of the samples, the soil samples and everything, and maybe go to an outside expert, go to a university, find somebody who is an advocate. It's great for, advice. Uh, I don't understand why Buttigieg isn't there. I don't understand why Biden hasn't sent representatives yet. I don't understand why the company shows up or the, uh, the those who are testing are showing up in hazmat suits. Well, you know, the, the woman's holding her baby, wondering is, if it's okay to to bathe the baby in the water. None of these questions right. should, should go without answers. And that's the problem. That's why I love that you were there. But but uh, I'm so glad that you took the time today. I know that you've been traveling oh, like crazy. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Joe. You're the best. You're the best. Sarah, I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pad Show.
This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Great to have you. We appreciate uh, Sarah giving us an update from East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, the interview is actually about three minutes longer than that. I had to edit it down a little bit for air. You can check it out tonight. I'll put it on Rumble. Again, it's rumble.com slash JoePags. Make it easy on yourself. Go to JoePags.com and click on Watch. That'll take you right to my Rumble. See all the videos, all the parodies, all the everything. Give it here. Joe Pags. <laughs> 